and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we have just finished our fifth book club book and we have read two monster books back to back. big books. (laughs) Um, So I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud of us. So we have just finished reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And wow, what a book. What yeah, a book. we've really enjoyed reading this book. And like you say, it's been a big book, but it's been almost like a quick read a bit, though. <laughs> yeah, really strange. You know, like when we were reading Becoming by Michelle Obama, I felt the pages. When we had to get to a page for the next podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get yeah. there. Because it, it was quite was, dense it was writing, quite whereas yeah. this one, yeah, was just so like, you could just turn the pages after pages yeah. after pages, and you were there with yeah, your characters, absolutely. and yeah, like you say, it felt like a quick read, even though it was a big read. It did. So, uh, obviously we don't want to go into too much detail about the end of the book, do we? Because... No, I mean, I'd say we both found there was a chapter near yes. the end that was so hard to read and it wasn't because it was sad or anything like that it just it took you out of the book and put you in a completely different kind of writing style and place and it just for me didn't flow the rest of the book had such a good rhythm and this one chapter for me was like someone had just stopped you or like chucked you in cement. I don't yeah. know, it really stopped it, the reading having that natural yeah, it flow. Just, it felt, it did feel really sluggish and the, the book had been flowing so well. I completely understand where the author was coming from with that chapter and how it stood mm. in the book. But yeah... I was pleased when we I got to the end of that chapter and then we got back into the flow of the book and the ending the ending was good. Can't obviously reveal what happens, but I liked the way the book ended. I liked the way the book ended. It had yeah. closure, but then at the same time I, I read the last line, turned the page expecting another chapter or something else, and it was just the end. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was one of those books, though, where it didn't really have a beginning or a middle or an end. It was a, a journey of characters that could have just kept going and going. A bit like a game, to be honest. It almost felt like you'd got to a restart in a game. Yeah, it was quite cleverly done, wasn't it, really? very. It was very clever. Uh, in previous episodes, uh, not revealing anything or anything like that, but it was quite good you talked about how you felt about Sadie being a bit selfish as a character and she actually talked about that as her character, didn't she? I thought that was quite interesting that she described herself as being quite selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I know, she called herself out, which she was actually, as the book went on, I, her selfishness and almost her ch- like her childishness really became apparent as more adult things happened. Yeah, if that I, makes I, sense. As more tragedy yeah, struck her. And in the book, I don't think this is giving anything away, but they have big gaps away from each other. <laughs> yeah, Sadie and Sam. They're like, you know, they have this like ruption and then that's it. They're, gone away from each other and then they're back again they're drawn back in and then they have another eruption and they they go and yeah but we're not talking like a couple of weeks are we we're talking about 
months, no. years. <laughs> years. Well, it's interesting because when the book begins, you don't, you kind of understand Sam's grievance with Sadie, but you don't really understand it. And you're always, well, for me as a reader, I was always on Sadie's side. Mm. I was always like, oh, Sam, I'm not really keen mm. on Sam. And then something happens. And then it was like a shift reverse for me because it's only like I was on Sam's side and I understood Sam's point of view. And I was like, Sadie just needs to pull her finger out and get on with it. You know what I mean? Because she was just so. Well, she was. She was acting like a spoiled child sometimes. But she did sort of put that a little bit down to her background and stuff, didn't she? And, and, oh, just like, oh, you know. But. (laughs) (laughs) But. Definitely. Really great characters, um, you know, definitely a kind of a a love-hate relationship, but they they worked well together, though, I think. They worked really well together. They did. They did. There were some really nice lines in this book, but I I haven't written any of them down because I don't want to say any of them because I just feel like it's nice to discover those lines when you read it for the first time. Yeah. But the prose in this book was such a pleasure to read and I really enjoyed the journey of the characters. It was just that one chapter that I was like, oh, my days, this could change all of my review for this yeah, entire book. exactly. <laughs> These 20 pages or so were just... Felt like 20 pages anyway. Yeah, so Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrie- Gabrielle Zevin. We've completed it. And if you like, if you like a read about relationships and you like gaming, this is the book for you. Yeah, and I'd say even if you're not a gamer, there's you could still access the material. Yeah, quite and nicely. I'm not a gamer, and I managed to read it and enjoy it, and actually learn some bits and pieces about gaming. It's not made me want to go and do gaming though, Sophie. No, no really. <laughs> I would probably oh. like. I would probably like the Oregon Trail, possibly. I was gonna say, I bet you'd like farming sims like uh, Stardew Valley, things like that, where you can build something yeah, and see I something grow. Yeah, I probably great. would like. I like ones like I like quest ones that you have to make a decision to go and mm. do something. I mean, it was quite fun because as the book drew into the modern era, there were games that they like name dropped, such as Heavy Rain and things like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> playing those. And you could definitely <laughs> relate to that. Side it was great, of Sophie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, this book, despite... There was there was only two chapters in the book that I really disliked. And the fact that I can actually say there's two chapters in the book I disliked just shows that the rest of the book mm. was so good that those flaws really stood out to me. But I'm still going to give it a rating of overdue because I really love my time with it and I think it's a book that I want other people to read... I think I'd be inclined to agree with you. I would give it an overdue as well. Um, I I will definitely pass it on to people um, and pass it on to people that perhaps wouldn't read that type of book and go, but it's really well written, Mm. they'll enjoy it. And they'll go, well, I'm not into gaming. I don't like gaming. But I'll be like, "Mm, it's not about the games though. That's the small part of it. It's time to go on Mm. to our next one. We don't stop, do we? We're on book number six now. And this one, our next book, which was chosen by Claire, she bought this for my birthday. And it's called Ghost Forest. And it's by Pixun Fung. It's like a verse Mm. book. Yeah, which I didn't totally realise that when I bought it. I bought it for Sophie because Sophie loves the pretty cover. 
and I googled books with pretty covers and I saw this one and read the blurb on it and thought this sounds really interesting and it's a really small book it's not very long is it Sophie and like you say it's got its verse I think so we're going to probably whip through this quite quickly yeah a very nice refresher as well yeah. after the two massive <laughs> giant books that we've had to go into like a verse book and like get down to like emotional writing again. Are you going to read the blurb? Yes. So, how do you grieve if your family doesn't talk about feelings? This is the question that unnamed protagonist of Ghost Forest considers after her father dies. One of the many Hong Kong astronaut fathers, he stays in Hong Kong to work while the rest of the family immigrated to Canada before the 1997 handover when the British returned sovereignty over Hong Kong to China. As she revisits memories of her father through the years, she struggles with unresolved questions and misunderstandings. Turning to her mother and grandmother for answers, she discovers her own refracted brightly in theirs. Buoyant, heartbreaking and unexpectedly funny, Ghost Forest is a slim novel that envelops the reader in joy and sorrow. Fung writes with a poetic and haunting voice, layering detail and abstraction, weaving memory and oral history to paint a moving portrait of a Chinese-Canadian astronaut family. Ooh. So it's kind of semi-biographical? Yeah, it's a little bit biographical, isn't it? Definitely. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's her first book as well. May I just say, I love how you were like, you were like, do you want to read the blurb? And then I saw all of these really long words in the blurb. And I was like, like, yes. I've been stitched up. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds really good. And I'm looking forward to it. Because I didn't even know there was a movement of um, people moving from China to Canada. No. No, No I didn't either. Hong Kong astronaut fathers. What does that mean? Because it doesn't mean he's an astronaut, does it? I don't think so, because it's in quotations, so maybe it's someone that moves around, I don't know. Yeah. Might have to have a little search or research on that, or it'll probably explain it in the book. I'm interested to know what that means. All right, shall we have a look at the first couple of pages? Yes. So so we can get get the readers engaged, if they want to join us on our journey with Ghost Forest. So I'm going to start reading. So the first chapter, the first, it's called Bird. 21 days after my dad died, a bird perched on the railing of my balcony. It was brown. It stayed there for a long time. Hi, Dad, I said. Thanks for checking up on me. I lay down on the couch and read some emails on my phone. When I looked up again, the bird was gone. In my family, the best thing a child could be was guai. It meant you were good. It meant you did as you were told. When I was four or maybe six, I found out I was supposed to have a baby brother, but my mum said that the baby flew to the sky and that was why dad was sad those days. But why is he sad? I asked. Because he's a traditional Chinese father and he wants to have a son. Try to cheer him up. Okay, I said. I decided I would be so guai, I'd be more perfect than a son. Astronaut family. Here we go. I was three and a half when we immigrated to Canada. Like many other families, we left Hong Kong before the 1997 handover. They say almost a sixth of the city left during this time. My dad had seen news stories of Hong Kongers who couldn't find jobs in their new countries. Stories of managers who became dishwashers, 
because they couldn't speak the new language. Like many other fathers, my dad decided he didn't want to leave his job in manufacturing behind. To help my mum, my grandma and grandpa agreed to move with us to Canada. That spring, my dad took two weeks off work and the five of us headed to Katak Airport. All my aunts and uncles came to the departure gates to see us off. In Canada, there were more Hong Kong immigrants than in any other country, and in Vancouver, I had many classmates whose fathers stayed in Hong Kong for work too. I didn't think of my family as different. I thought this is what Hong Kong fathers do. Astronaut family. It's a term invented by the Hong Kong mass media. A family with an astronaut father flying here, flying there. Okay, so that's what it means. They stay in, you know, the country of origin, but the family goes off. Yeah. That's an interesting start, isn't it? You're already getting that, um, you know, he he wanted the son. He wanted a son. And yeah, uh, we've already got a snapshot of their family snapshot life. Snapshot of yeah of her of her family life and the fact that they lost the son and he was very sad. And basically, the mum was like, "Well, we just got to make you you've got to make him happy." And that was it, sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's going to be. Good. I think so. We've not read a book like this before, and I'm interested in in what the story is going to be because it started off with this immigration sort of. Uh, but so, yeah, ghost forest. Ghost forest. We are going to read up to page fifty, I believe. We're going to read mm-hmm. up to, um, and we're going to, and then we will be up to the chapter that that begins yellow tulips oh i love that yellow tulips i don't think this is going to take us very long to read we'll probably read that in like a night and then we'll be like we will and then we'll be like to carry on (laughs) next week we're finishing the book (laughs) (laughs) that's how i get through so many books (laughs) i was just start picking really really diddy ones but it is so beautiful yeah i absolutely love the color of this book Mm. It's really pretty, isn't it? Obviously, I'll be taking lots of pictures of this book, so you'll get to see the front cover. But it's really beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it just pops. really does pop. I'm looking forward to having this by my bed uh, for when I read. (laughs) Just to tell you what book I am uh, very quickly, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I haven't. I'm on Well, considering the size of the book, I'd say you've done quite well. Page 67 of After by Anna Todd. Uh, Claire, it no should have been page 69. Yet, it should have been 69. <laughs> Why did you stop at 67? <laughs> what a missed opportunity. I, should have done, I did have a missed opportunity there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, so this book um, is about a girl called Tessa. And she's going to um, university. She's going to the same university that her mum went to, which is the Washington Central University. And that is where she meets the character Hardin. That's his name. And he's English. (laughs) And he's covered in tattoos and piercings. But, uh, yeah, but she's in a class with him. And obviously the relationship has started that they don't get on and they're like complete opposites um but clearly they're gonna get it on (laughs) enemies to lovers yeah she's already got this opinion about him because of his tattoos and piercings and stuff like that but yeah 
We'll see. After Anna Todd. I'm still reading Bunny by Mona Award, and oh my gosh, this book went off. I, I've got into part two now, and Claire, I don't really know what's going off, but there is a lot of weird <laughs> stuff happening. Really? There's a lot of mass murder, but they're not actually... Ki- I, I, can't, I don't really want to say too much to spoil it, but yeah, it's weird. But I found I found a bit of writing for you. Uh, just so you could see this was the end of part this is how part one ended okay go on then so and suddenly i'm lost in his eyes the blue of food coloring my blood sparkles my heart is bliss a song i used to hate that i love surround sounds my soul it is a song about nightmares dressed as daydreams about trading your soul for a kiss i think not this song never this song but my soul is already singing along riding its swells like an ocean wave shimmering Kira pats my back. The handle of her bloodied axe is still in her fist. Welcome to workshop, Bunny. And then it ends. That Then it's like part two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know what to think, really. <laughs> it's, it's quite strange, isn't it? It's really, really weird. Is it a bit too weird? You know, I would say yes, because it's like I want, when I read a book, I want to read a story and understand the story and go somewhere. But with this book, I'm I'm struggling to connect the dots, because if what she's saying is actually reality, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it would have to, there'd have to be some weird magical element to this book for it to make sense. But then... I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I feel like she's almost having like a mental break episode mm. and what she's saying is reflecting stuff that is mundane, but she's seeing it in this crazy way. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But I'm half halfway through now and I'm just like... don't know. But that's the sort of writing style where you're just suddenly like on this weird sort of <laughs> trip. <laughs> The whole book. Mm. Um, well, keep which going with it. I will keep going. It's not something that... I don't know if I'll say I've enjoyed it so far, but it has been different. That is all from us this week. We have reviewed, obviously, our fifth book club book, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Seven. And we are moving on to Ghost Forest by Pik Shun Fung, which uh, I'm really excited about. And we're getting to page 50 this week. Um, as always, follow us on our Instagram at Lounge with Books so you can see the new book cover, which is Ghost Forest because it is gorgeous and it's going to look so nice in Whitby. Getting out there, yeah. all the scenes. I might even take it somewhere. I'm going to have to pick a nice place for it. So yeah, it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Mm-hmm.